0: The Adams Archive. Hello, you beautiful people, and welcome to the Adams Archive. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for listening today. We are going to be touching on some wi- wildness going on across the country right now, including 61% of all voters, not just Republican, but all voters believe that the FBI conducted a false flag against its own people on January 6th by using agent provocateurs. Crazy. I, I I did not expect the left to agree with that, but apparently they're starting to come around. And and so we'll go through some evidence of that. We'll talk about the implications of society as a whole, agreeing with that point as as a as a majority at this point, And then we'll go into some historical, uh, historical uh, coincidences, I guess not coincidences, but parallels of other events, which kind of look eerily similar to that, including the Governor Whitmer situation, if you haven't heard about that one, and then some all the way dating back to the 60s. We're also going to talk about a new patent, which was filed this week by Ford, which would allow them to basically take over your car, shut down your air conditioning, eliminate your ability to roll down your windows and actually drive itself to an impound lot if you find yourself behind on your payment. So we'll talk about that, which is pretty crazy in and of itself. We are also going to dive into the recent situation uh, regarding Spain basically legalizing bestiality. Didn't expect that to be on today's episode, did you? (laughs) So we will talk about that. The actual law and legislation that was passed as a result to make that happen. And then last but not least, our final topic of today, and the one that we'll touch on the longest, is going to be a revelation that actually was passed to me by my wife regarding Disney. Now, it's pretty dark. It's probably darker than... The other situations that we've heard of uh, combined. It's it's pretty crazy. And I don't think it's anything that anybody has touched on at this point. And uh, we'll talk about all of it. All right. Now, in the meantime, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It would make me feel all fuzzy inside. It would make me feel so good. Hit that subscribe button. You know, I'm going to hit it in about halfway through this episode and ask you to do the same. So you might as well get away from that feeling that you have in the pit of your stomach when you know that I'm going to ask you again, get it out of the way, hit that subscribe button. If you're new here, if you are not new here, and even if you are, leave a five-star review. All right. I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Those five-star reviews completely help get us up in the rankings and Lord knows we need it to have these types of conversations surrounding these terrible tragedies that are going on in our country and around the world. All right, so leave a five-star review if you would. Write something nice. I don't know, whatever it is, whether it's about my, you know, I don't know, my silly hair or my crazy, I don't know, whatever it is, write it down. Talk about your favorite topic. I don't know, but write something and leave a five-star review. All right, thank you so much, and let's jump into it. The Adams Archive. All right, all right. Let's get into it. But first, head over to the Substack Adams. not Adams, austinadams.substack.com, and you can get our podcast companion free of cost for now. Um, Sign up now. I would appreciate it. You'll get all the clips, articles, links, videos, all of it directly to your email every single week, and you'll be able to get all the articles that I wrote up surrounding these topics for you. So austinadams.substack.com, that's all I got. The very first article that we're going to be talking on today is going to be that 61% of all American voters believe that the FBI conducted a false flag against its own people on January 6th by using agent provocateurs. You heard that right. 61% of American voters. Now, that's not 61% of Republican voters. That's 61% of all voters, liberal, conservative, middle of the road, libertarian, uh, what were those uh, people who, I don't know, Green Party, whatever the hell you you believe in, whichever of these religious sects you find yourselves in, 61%, a majority, a vast majority. It's not 51%. It's an astonishing 10% more than being split down the middle. Believe that the FBI and the American government set up the American people to cause this coup-like situation at the Capitol, right? Now, there's some things that we saw originally that led us to believe this. I think if you've been following me for a while, you know I've done whole sections of this show and, and portions of this on Ray Epps. And maybe I'll talk about him a little bit later. But Ray Epps is at the epicenter of all of this. And then you go all the way back to Ted Cruz questioning the FBI. And I believe it was like the head of the department or one of, one of those higher up people, this woman who sat there, without answering a single question about this, would not give a straight answer at all. But now we have the majority of the country believing that our own government is willing to set us up to cause a violent reaction just to get, I don't know some some pushback or belief surrounding Joe Biden or against President Trump. And this should tell you everything that you need to know about the Trump presidency. You saw all of the mainstream media just going after him, going after him. And now we know, or at least 61% of the American populace believe that our own government, our own government put people in harm's way and had Ashley Babbitt killed in the Capitol building as a result of their own Provo- prov- provocation, is that a word, provocation, Provo- provocation, provocation, <laughs> and you go back to all the clips, they still will not release the video footage, still will not release the video footage, how many How many years, January 2021, January 6th, we are now two years past this event, and they have 80,000 hours of footage, and they won't release it, I wonder why, Maybe because it shows police officers letting people in with waving arms, removing barricades, unlocking doors. Maybe because it shows the tragic death of Ashley Babbitt in a way that isn't helpful to the FBI's agenda or Biden's agenda. Maybe. So here's the evidence, or well, maybe not the evidence, but here's the article. Explosive new polling data has just been released. And it has the potential to shake the very foundations of the American democracy. According to the latest Rasmussen poll, a stunning 61% of likely voters, including 57% of Democrats, believe that federal agents played a role in inciting the Capitol riot of January 6th in 2021. This means that a majority of Americans believe that their own government may have had a hand in one of the most traumatic events in recent American history. And maybe not traumatic, but dramatic might be the more likely of terms. The poll asked respondents, how likely it is it that undercover government agents helped provoke the Capitol riot? And the results are shocking. Of those surveyed, 39% said very likely. 22% said somewhat likely. And that means a grand total of 61% of likely voters believe that federal agents played a role. The poll also revealed that 59% of men and 63% of women believe that federal agents had helped provoke the Capitol riot. This majority of voters who believe the Capitol riot was not simply a natural occurrence breaks down among political party affiliations as well. 57% of Democrats said it is either very likely, 34%, well, 34% total, 57% of Democrats said it is either very likely or somewhat likely, very likely being 34%, somewhat likely being 23%. While Republicans The numbers are 51% said very likely, 19% said somewhat likely. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Many across the media have already questioned the idea that Trump supporters watching then-President Donald Trump had taken it upon themselves with no provocation. Hey, provocation is a word. To walk from the ellipse of the Capitol and demand entry. Tucker Carlson is one of the many who stated his belief, based on photos and eyewitness accounts, that federal agents had been encouraging Trump supporters to enter the Capitol building. Going back to Reabs, it's, we're going into the Capitol. You remember that video? Into the Capitol. Tomorrow, we're going into the Capitol. Him sitting there inciting these people while everybody around him points their finger and mocks him, going, fed, 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 fed pointing at him calling out in the moment. We didn't need two years to decide this. The people that were there and saw this man saying we're going to go into the Capitol knew immediately, knew immediately that he was a federal agent trying to provoke them into some sort of riot. They were priming the public, priming the people that were around there the day before this happened to cause this to happen. And again, we have an American veteran, Ashley Babbitt, who died as a result of this provocation. Goes on to say that this idea that the government may have initiated a false flag against itself is dangerous to the overall belief in American democracy. History has shown that when the public loses face in their government, institutions, it can lead to destabilization and unrest. The Rasmussen poll also asked likely voters whether they thought that the hours of surveillance footage captured on the day should be released to the public. An overwhelming majority of American likely voters, 80% total, believe it's important that the footage be released, while majority of both parties weighing in that the public has the right to see the footage. Now, what does that other 20% even mean at this point? If you're a 20% saying that we shouldn't release the videos, you're literally just showing your cards that you are somebody who is on the side of big daddy government and big brother wanting to like just completely like, what is it, ossify yourself, like completely uh, like put yourself in this cocoon of like against the general world saying that I don't care what the facts are. I don't care what the reality is. My reality is Trump, bad man, everybody else, good man, and everything that he does is bad and everything, and it doesn't matter whether he did it or not. It doesn't matter whether our government set him up or not. I don't care. Right? That's what that 20% shows me. The latest polling data adds to a long list of historic examples where the government has used agent provocateurs to incite events. From the 10 of 12 FBI agents, we recalled this with Governor Whitmer, who were involved in the kidnapping of Governor Whitmer, to the infamous Cointel Pro program run by the FBI in the 1960s and 70s, which we'll get into in a second, there are plenty of instances where the government has used underhanded tactics to achieve its goals. The American people have a right to know what really happened on January 6th, whether the government was involved in any way. Now, that brings up a big issue, right? When when majority of the country, majority of the country, believes that our own government incited a riot into our most, like, one of the most protected government institutions in the world. One of the most symbolic buildings we have as an American institution. Our own government could have potentially staged this. At least 61% of people believe that. Now again, what does that mean for our nation? When you no longer believe in elections, when you no longer believe that our own government has our best interests in mind, when you believe that they will actively incite political unrest and riots, open doors for you to make it happen, and uncaringly murder an American veteran for the sake of your own agenda, the American people are going to start to not believe in this government institution anymore. And what happens? What do we know that happens when when places like Afghanistan, places like Iraq, places like Mexico, when we have these, these ideas that the, the system no longer works, right? It's rotten from the core, rotten for the structural foundation of our nation is rotten down to its structure, down to, down to the, the studs that are holding up the walls, riddled with corruption. If you can no longer have a vote or a say in who goes into office, and now all of a sudden we find ourselves with an, I don't know, what is he, 85 years old, blubbering, dementia-ridden man who's embarrassing our country at every single turn. When you no longer believe in the fabric of democracy, when you no longer believe that your vote has a, a meaning And no matter what you do, how many people you talk to, how many people actually vote that it will never go the way that you want it to, it'll go the way that the elites want it to, we will find ourselves in historically very violent, unsettled public discourse, which is absolutely not where I want to see this nation go. But historically, that's what happens, right? When you can no longer vote to use your voice. That's where it goes. Right? And that's where this will go. Unfortunately, as we th- see things progress, right? If these things continue this way, and the American people can no longer have any any belief in the people who are running this country, the people behind the curtain. Or at least they we they pull back the curtain, like they have already, and we see that companies and organizations like BlackRock, like Vanguard, are actually running the show, people like the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, when we know now for sure that the only people that matter, the only people that have a vote are the ones who have a corporation or a wealth management fund large enough to put candidates in place like George Soros, like Klaus Schwab. Those are the people who have a real vote. Now, you have the, the organizations that are being ran by those types of people, that are being funded by those types of people, that are being put in positions of power, or, or at least running and managing those people, like the puppeteers of the world, who are operating these FBI's, these three-letter organizations. When we know that that's what's going on, we have things that happen like assassinations of presidents, which we are fairly positive at this point, otherwise why wouldn't you release the records, that they conducted those types of operations? Why should we believe in their government, Right? Now, let's go into the COINTELPRO program, or counterintelligence program, which was a secret and illegal program ran by the Federal Bureau of Investigation from the 50s to the 70s. Its primary aim was to disrupt and dismantle political organizations that the government considered a threat to national security, particularly those associated with civil rights, anti-war, and radical leftist movements. The program was launched in 1956 under FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover. And it operated in secrecy for many years. The FBI used a variety of tactics to target groups and individuals, including wiretapping, mail fraud, and harassment. The Bureau also used infiltrators and agent provocateurs to create divisions within groups and incite violent confrontations. The counterintelligence Program's primary targets were civil rights and anti-war activists, as well as groups that advocated for racial equality and the rights of marginalized communities. The program worked to disrupt and discredit these groups by spreading false information, infiltrating their organizations, and using informants to sow distrust and create divisions. So, now we want to think that that was so long ago, right? Oh, it's the 60s and the 70s, right? Oh, they would never do that now, would they? How wild is it? How wild is it that that's where we found ourselves today is that we, we just think the government has all of a sudden changed, right? And, and we see this with people like, you know, is, is it any coincidence that people like John Lennon, people like Bob Marley, people like Jimi Hendrix, people like the list goes on and on and on of people who randomly died at a young age. And generally, it was people who were speaking out against the government, right? John Lennon, anti-war. Bob Marley, anti-war, right? Speaking out against the, the, um, you know, discreditation of, of, or, or for racial equality, right? People like, uh, people like Martin Luther King. Hmm. Right. All along the same time, you think all those people just suddenly died from natural causes, right? You think our government didn't have a hand in assassinating. Some of the single largest and, and biggest opponents and, and dissidents of the public narrative during a time of war that was for the military industrial complex. Do you think that there's not enough money involved in the military industrial complex? That they wouldn't do something like that? One of the most infamous pro- examples of this was its targeting of the Black Panther Party. The FBI's efforts to disrupt the Panthers included the use of informants, wiretaps, and smear campaigns. The Bureau also used undercover agents to incite violent confrontations between the Panthers and other groups, including police. The FBI's actions were illegal and violated the civil rights of countless individuals and groups. The program was eventually exposed in the 1970s, and many of its tactics were officially deemed unconstitutional. However, the damage has already been done, and many civil rights and anti-war activists were subjected to harassment, and persecution by the government. Not to mention, potentially, assassinations. It was a dark chapter in the American history that serves as a reminder of the dangers of unchecked government power. The program's tactics were illegal and violated the civil rights of countless individuals, and its legacy still resonates today in the ongoing struggle for social justice and political freedom. This should spark complete outrage from the entire country. All right, so that's, to me... The fact that 61% of people all agree. That's one of the only things that we're going to get a majority agreement on from the country right now. 61% of people believe the FBI set up January 6th. All right. Now, let's move on. Okay. So the next topic that we're going to touch on is going to be that Ford Motor Company has now put a patent in to be able to surveil you, shut down your vehicle, turn off your air conditioning, everything in between if you get behind on a a car payment. Big brother is watching you, and now he can take your car too. Ford Motor Company has applied for a patent on a new technology, it says, that would allow them to remotely repossess your car if you failed to make a payment. Just just a payment. The proposed system would give owners a warning about a missed payment before disabling certain features such as GPS, air conditioning, and the radio. But if you continue to neglect your payments, the car can then lock you out of it and drive itself autonomously to an impound lot. <laughs> what? That is the craziest. Do you remember the movie? It was a Disney movie called, uh, what was it, like Smart Home or... Uh Gosh, what was it? Pretty sure it was something like smart home. It was like this exact scenario. It didn't have to do with payments, but it was like basically the this AI, uh, you know, hologram of a woman was the uh, was the manifestation of the house's technology, and the the house saw these people doing things that it didn't like, so it locked. It went into lockdown mode, and they couldn't even leave their own house, right? So we'll go into that analogy a little bit further in a minute because I think that's an interesting one. Um, But Ford's patent application states that the lockdown feature could be lifted momentarily in case of an emergency to allow the vehicle to travel to a medical facility. But it also proposes a possible caveat where delinquent owners working toward clearing their balance would have their car locked only on weekends to allow them to go to work and earning income to make payments toward their vehicles. Could you imagine your daddy... Corporate daddy is now going to take your keys on the weekend and not allow you to drive your car, which you purchased it, and own. <laughs> at least I'll own the loan on um, if you miss a payment. This life is getting crazy. This type of surveillance based lending, it says is an infringement on personal privacy and raises serious concerns about the growing trends toward connected vehicles and electric cars. As cars become increasingly digital and reliant on technology, there is a greater risk that our personal information and rights will be compromised. According to Ford, the system is designed to solve the issue of uncooperative owners who attempt to impede the repossession operation and can lead to confrontations. But this type of technology could also be used to target vulnerable individuals who may be struggling to make payments and face losing their cars, which is often a critical lifeline for Americans. The patent application, filed in August of 2021, was formally published last week for public review. A company spokesperson said the patent was submitted as a normal course of business, they said. But they aren't necessarily an indication of new business or product plans. Yeah, okay, we believe you, Ford. Regardless of Ford's intentions, this type of technology is a clear example of how a movement towards connected vehicles and electric cars is going to inherently mean more technology that only infringes further on personal rights. We must remain vigilant and advocate for stronger privacy protections to ensure that our personal information and freedom are not compromised by these new technologies. Okay, so think of it like this. Compare it to your house like we talked earlier, right? Imagine coming home after a long day and find that your fridge, TV, and air conditioning have all been disabled because you're behind on a house payment, right? Imagine sweating, being in 90 degree heat in Arizona, 110 degrees outside, and they're just making you lose weight every minute because you can't make your payment. Like, is it not enough that you're behind the payment anymore? Is it not enough that you have the shame of of creditors calling you or getting the potential of your car getting repossessed or feeling like you, that is so wild to me. That they want to shame you to the point where they will lock your windows, turn not allow you to listen to the radio, and disable your car on weekends because you can't make a payment. Shame on you. So, If we apply the same logic to homes, we can see that a future where our appliances, electronics, and even doors could be locked, right? Let's say you have a patio. They no longer want your patio door to work. So you got to walk out the front door and walk all the way around to your back patio, right? You can no longer use the second bathroom. You all got to use the first bathroom. Oh, and by the way, we're going to lock the other three rooms in your house and just allow you access to one room. You can all sleep on the floor there. We're not letting you in right? All the amenities that come with that home that you purchased, right? Now, think of who this is targeting, right? This is targeting low income. This is targeting areas of people who are, you know, going to get into these types of loans unknowingly or without the ability to make these payments. This is going to target a a majority of of minority communities, which are historically in these communities where they're having more difficulties financially, right? Statistically and factually, that's true. And so this is going to be targeting them specifically to do things like this, right? Now, it's not just being limited to cars in the future, right? You can limit this to everything. You can limit this to your cell phone, right? Imagine having everything on your phone disabled, all of the apps, all of your social media, all, all of the stuff besides phone calls to Verizon, to, to your you know mom and your dad and to 911, because you're behind on, on a payment. I guess Verizon kind of already does that, right? If you miss a payment for long enough, they only allow you to make a phone call. But you can still connect to Wi-Fi, right? So you still have access to all of those things, right? They're just not going to pay for you to go do it. It's like if they, I don't know, some analogy with gas <laughs> or like charging, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it just, just think of all the applications to this right? There's so many ways that this smart technologies, the surveillance big brother technology can be utilized in the future. And, and that is a future that I don't want to be a part of. I want to get in a car and press down the gas, and I want gas to be siphoned, And I wanted to do whatever freaking magic that happens in an engine. There's probably some mechanics listening to this that just want to shake me for not knowing exactly how that works. I want a combustion engine, bitch. And I want to be able to put gas in it from the earth that was mined in Saudi Arabia or from some foreign land or from Canada or Alaska. I want to put liquid into it. And I want to drive by a government building with my middle finger up. That's what I want to do because there's nothing you can do to stop me from moving, to stop me from driving my vehicle, from, from freedom of transportation. And that's what you're going to find. And we did our last episode on smart cities, right? 15-minute cities is what they're called. And this is another piece of that, right? They don't want you to have vehicles. They want you to own nothing and be happy about it. Right, they don't want you to have the freedom of transportation. They don't even want you to be able to drive fifteen minutes away, well, sixteen. Right, they don't want you to have that freedom. They don't want you to have any freedom, not unless daddy government or daddy corporation, which is truly what daddy government is, has a say so in it. Right, and 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 what we're finding now is like all the people that, you know, I I am absolutely for capitalism. What we are now is not capitalism. What we are now is corporatism. Right? Our government, our institutions, our colleges, our voting processes, our candidates, our education systems, our media corporations, our news, the, the shows that your children watch are all owned by corporations who have corporate interests, right? And I've talked about this before. When it comes to corporations, a corporation is a living, breathing entity, right? At least once it gets shareholders. When it's a business, once, it, once it's a, a small business and it goes to a, portion, a, a position where it's publicly traded, where there's board members and a CEO who only acts out the, the, the needs of the board members. And when they don't, they get removed and kicked out and a new CEO comes in. When you get to a point where a business goes away from having a leader who is truly at the helm, where it is ran by board members, it loses its humanity, it no longer has a moral compass the only compass it has is off of profitability right so when you have a corporation that has to determine whether or not it should i don't know release some type of hmm virus so that it can make billions in profits that doesn't seem like a bad business model to the board members who are just trying to make a profit, whose CEO has to enact those decisions or fear being removed from their multi-million dollar position, right? That, that entity only thrives off of profitability. It doesn't thrive off of helping humanity. It doesn't thrive off of giving giving to the needy. It doesn't thrive off of educating the public. It doesn't thrive off of any of these things. It it thrives off of profitability, right? And profitability is off of the, generally off of the detriment in in many cases when it comes from a corporation to society, right? When we look at things like the, the tactics that were used by cigarette companies back in the 80s and 70s, And even early '90s, right? Like when we look at the ways that they lobbied physicians to use their name and say that this is the doctor recommended cigarette. Try Marlboro Reds, recommended by two out of three doctors. Little did you know they surveyed three doctors, two of which they paid five million dollars for that advertisement right when you have all these black hat little marketing tactics that drive profitability ran by the CEO who trickles down to the to to everybody in between that's all based off profitability that that loses its moral compass right there's no longer somebody there to go i don't like where this is going and if they feel that way they can't say it because the second they say it in an organization where it's ran by board members and not a leader with a moral compass It loses all of that humanity to it. It has to continue to thrive off of more profitability. Now, the other thing is growth, right? A company has to continually grow no matter what. When you have a company like Pfizer who made billions of dollars off of their vaccine, you think next year they're going to have a 30% drop in revenue and their board members and shareholders are going to be okay with that? No, the bar has been set. And now it has to be exceeded every single year or it's a loss or else their share, their stock price goes down and they can't have that. So what do they do again? Record year, record numbers, record profits for everybody involved in the company, you know, except the employees, the people who did the work and also humanity who so happens to die when we profit so much money. But, you know, let's forget that, you know not to mention the Project Veritas video where they actually said that they were actively working on messing with coronaviruses intentionally to potentially put out vaccines preemptively. Hmm. It doesn't stop at Ford Motor Company, folks. Does not stop there. All right. Now, the next thing that we're going to talk about is going to be that <laughs> Spain... I can't even get this one out. I This is so bizarre to me. I, it's, it's so bizarre to me that this is a conversation that I'm having to have. In a bizarre move, the Spanish parliament has approved a new animal welfare law that essentially legalizes bestiality in Spain. They passed legislation that legalizes bestiality but there's a caveat. As long as the animal doesn't get hurt too badly. Yeah. Yeah. Heard that right. It's now perfectly legal to have sex with an animal in Spain. As long as you don't need to bring them to the vet afterwards, (laughs) according to a new law, if you're caught in the act of sexually exploiting an animal, they don't that. And they don't require veterinary treatment. You won't face any criminal charges, right? Who needs consent when you got a nice legal loophole to screw your dog? Now, it's not just the fact that bestiality is now technically legal that's so shocking in this case. It's the fact that the law was supported by Spain's Minister of Social Rights and 23 Agenda. That's their title. Supporter, Spain's Minister of Social Rights and 2030 Agenda. That's the title of this person. So if that tells you anything about where this is going. And this person's name is Ian Balara Ortega. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it's probably better than you would have done. <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, let's like, seriously, what kind of world are we living in? Where our government actively, maybe not our government, but the Spain government, maybe they're a little freakier over there, but actively advocates for animal abuse. Now, of course, like almost every other country, Bestiality was previously illegal in Spain, with hefty penalties for anybody caught in engaging in this disgusting act. But the new welfare law reforms the penal code and deletes the sexual exploitation of animals' language from the code. So imagine that. They had a vote on this. They sat down as a group and decided that they wanted to be able to have sex with animals. <laughs> so they actively removed exploitation. It deleted the sexual exploitation language from the code, right? In the year 2023, we are actively having to fight for the basic rights of animals not to be raped by its owners, not even its owners. You could probably, I mean, I wonder if we're going to see a very large uptick in in Spain's farmers. (laughs) Like, all of a sudden, people are just having a tremendous amount of livestock and donkeys. <laughs> now, um, this you know, it's it's so crazy. It, a animal cannot consent to a sexual act. I don't know why I have to say that, right? But an animal cannot consent, right? They don't speak English, right? Now, how 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 soon until we start seeing brothels full of horses and dogs and? Whatever else is good. Dolphins aren't dolphins like supposed to be. I'm pretty sure there's like some some accounts where dolphins were like raping people in in the ocean where they would like that's a highly reported thing where like women are in the ocean and uh, dolphins like I'm pretty sure there was a woman who actually like had a dolphin boyfriend that was like a trainer or something that got fired for having sex with this dolphin so often <laughs> So maybe there's something to this. Maybe we're going to find that Spain just is such a happier country. Maybe we'll find that, I don't know, hum- human rape statistics go down. But I highly doubt it, right? We're going to see a whole market that's surrounding which which horse is the prettiest. They're going to start putting lipstick on horses at, at auctions, right? How, 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 how weird that we're even having this discussion. Right now, and here's the better answer to this is there's absolutely nobody who's going to have something happen to the animal that they did this to, and then actively go seek out a vet to correct the issue. Like, hey, sorry, I was having sex with my cat. Now it has this weird kink in its neck and it only meows backwards. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Right. And you're gonna have some weirdo sicko, specifically just having a farm in the back of his house so he can have his way with all of these animals in spain now you don't think that that's going to be a thing but it is somebody somewhere in spain is gonna it's gonna be that guy (laughs) okay now i don't know what else to talk about on that other than the fact that i am utterly shocked utterly get it Didn't even have that one written down, folks. All right. Now, the last and final topic for the day is going to be probably one of the darker things that we've talked about here, right? This is dark. Disney is grooming our children, and it is far worse than you could have ever imagined. We're not talking about Baymax and tampons. We're not talking about like Luna, Moon, the superhero and pronouns. We're not talking about the pride family pushing critical race theory. All right. Are you, are you ready to have your childhood ruined? Because this doesn't just encompass the new and up and coming shows. This isn't the new liberal woke Disney. This is a theme that is woven through the fabric of almost every TV show and movie that has come out of Disney since we were kids, and even before that. All right, are you ready? Now, my wife came to me with this realization on one of our children's shows that they were watching, which they will never watch again. All right, my wife came to me and she said, something weird that I didn't realize before is it seems like Disney has an overwhelming amount of TV shows where the child keeps a secret from their parent and confides in their uncle. All right. So, I took that information and ran with it. After running a comprehensive analysis of all Disney shows, popular AI chatbot ChatGPT concluded concluded that 40% of TV shows on Disney feature a storyline where the child keeps a secret from their parents and tells it to their uncle. Let me be clear. This is not just some lame plot theme. This is a sinister grooming tactic that every single parent and human should be outraged about. This is absolutely disgusting, okay? I have 28 examples of this in front of me, and I will read them all off for you. Okay, I'll read them quickly and then I'll go into the details. Lizzie McGuire, Kim Possible, Austin and Alley, Shake It Up, Good Luck Charlie, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, Gravity Falls, Phineas and Ferb, Big City Gardens, The Proud Family, The Emperor's New School, Lilo and Stitch, The Series, Tangled, The Series. Casey Undercover, Stuck in the Middle, Sydney to the Max, Bunked, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Girl Meets World, Raven's Home, Live and Maddie, Jesse, Good Luck Charlie, Austin and Allie. and those are just some of the shows that were pointed out by ChatGPT. Just some of them. There was almost a hundred TV shows that I got it to point this common theme out for, and it equaled according to this AI technology. 30 to 40% of the TV shows had a theme to it, including this. Now, I'll walk you through this. I'll just give you some really, really brief overviews of these TV shows. Um, But it's quite alarming. All right, here's Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire confides in her uncle, David Gordon, about her struggles in school and her crush on the classmate, Ethan, instead of her parents. Kim Possible keeps her secret life as a teenage spy a secret from her parents and confides in her uncle, who is also a former spy. Austin and Allie. Allie Dawson confides in her Uncle Barry about her stage fright and her dreams of becoming a songwriter. Rocky Blue from Shake It Up confides in her Uncle Louie about her dance career. Good luck, Charlie. Um, Teddy Duncan confides in her Uncle Mel about her desire to become a writer and a secret video diary project. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Cody Martin confides in his Uncle Aristotle about his fear of performing despite being an aspiring magician. Wizards of Waverly Place. Alex often confides in her uncle, who is a wizard and often er, owns a magic shop. Phineas and Ferb keep their inventions secret from their parents, but occasionally confide in their Uncle Lawrence. Big City Greens. Cricket Green often keeps secrets from his parents and confides in his laid-back and adventurous Uncle Bill. The Proud Family. Penny Proud keeps secrets from her parents and confides in her uncle, her Uncle Bobby. The Emperor's New School. Cusco keeps his status as an emperor a secret from his parents and confides in his cool and adventurous uncle Pacha. Lilo and Stitch keep their experiment secret from her older sister and confide in their alien uncle Jumba. Rapunzel from Tangled the series often keeps her secrets from her parents and confides in their adventurous and supportive father-in-law, the captain of the guards. Casey Undercover. Teenage spy who keeps her secrets from other parent or from her parents and confides in her uncle, who off, also happens to be her handler. Uh, stuck in the middle, Sydney to the max. All of these are the same story. All of them. They keep something from their parents and they tell their uncle, right? Jesse Emma Ross, keeps a secret from her parents and confides in her uncle Caleb. Good luck Charlie, Teddy Duncan, keeps a secret from her parents and confides in her uncle Mel. Austin and Allie, Allie Dawson, keeps a secret from her parents and confides in her uncle Barry. All of these shows are grooming your child to hold a secret from you and to confide in a male figure in your family. Now, I wish this was a world where this wasn't a problem. I wish this was a world we statistically speaking that those individuals that they're grooming your child to confide in, to hold secrets actively from you, isn't the individual who's most likely to assault your child sexually. I wish that was not the case. I wish Disney could have shows about confiding in your uncle and holding secrets from your parents and make it not a bad thing. But I also want to highlight the fact that there is virtually zero shows where the same exact scenario is happening with an aunt. You cannot point one out, cannot find one. What kind of message does this send young girls? What kind of message does this tell young boys, right? Does it, it tells them that it's okay to have a secret with your uncle and to keep it from your parents. It tells them that being groomed is a normal part of growing up. Now, this isn't to take away from the agenda of pushing transgenderism onto your children. This isn't to take away from the agenda of sexualizing, hypersexualizing your children. This isn't going to take away from the agenda where there was a show recently that I haven't heard anybody talk about. This one from Disney, haven't heard this yet. There's a show called like Luna Moon or something like that, some moon TV show, where this girl is sitting in front of a chess uh, chess robot. On the floor, like doing this cool scene where she's playing chess with this robot and the robot goes, my name is something robot and my pronouns are she, her pronouns. Like, no, bitch, you're a robot. You don't get pronouns. But they're grooming your child to believe that these things are okay. You go back to the the, the head of Disney in their internal meetings who came out on a Zoom call and said, I am pushing this LGBTQIA plus LMNOP agenda on in every single way that I can right? You see it in turning red. You see it in the Baymax series. You see it in like this Luna show. You see it all across the new Disney movies, almost every single one of them, stranger worlds. You see it in all of them. And she's gloating about it, gloating about it. Now these are not mistakes, right? This is not a fun little plot twist, right? This is a concerted effort to groom our children. Concerted effort. This is intentional programming that leads to extremely dangerous positions for your child to find themselves in. To believe that it's normalized. To believe that it's okay to keep a secret from you. Because they didn't think of that before until they get programmed by Disney to think that it's cool to keep a secret from your parents. And it gets even darker when we get into the statistics of this. One in nine young girls, one in nine girls experience sexual abuse at the hands of an adult. One in 53 boys experience sexual abuse at the hands of an adult. More than 10% of the young girls who watch these Disney shows will have been sexually assaulted in their lifetime. More than 10%. One out of every 10 girls who watches this Disney show where they make it seem okay to keep a secret from your parents and confide in your cool uncle will have been groomed to believe that that's acceptable. Groomed to believe that it's acceptable to hide something from your parents and confide in your uncle. More than 10%. In more than 40% of the show, 30 to 40% of the shows has a similar theme. The NSVRC reports that 93% of child sexual abuse victims know their abuser. 93% of abuse, abused children know their abuser. Almost almost 100%. 34% of the perpetrators being family members and 60% being acquaintances or other trusted individuals. 34% out of the 1 out of 9 girls are assaulted by their family member, and Disney thinks it's cute to groom them to keep secrets from their parents and confide in their uncle. Now, here's my question to you. Do we really want to give these predators a helping hand by normalizing secrets, keeping secrets from your parents, confiding in your uncle? Right. This is a global issue. This is not just in the United States. Right And and, and there's been calls for boycotts. And even I am guilty of keeping Disney Plus for my children, even through Turning Red, even through Baymax, all the shit that I talked about that even I am guilty of maintaining my Disney Plus subscription until today. I will never in my house have a Disney Plus subscription again. Now that I know that my children were actively being groomed by Disney, to hold a secret from me as her dad and to confide in some other random male counterpart as a result. And I ask you to join me. I hope that hashtag boycott Disney goes like wildfire around the internet once this is found out. I cannot imagine that it doesn't how else? If, if this is not where you draw the line, where do you draw it? If it's not where they groom your child into believing that being assaulted and holding a secret from you is the norm, then what is it? What the fuck is it? If it's not that, what is it? How does that not cause you to cancel your subscription? Right? I don't care. Stream it. I'll give you five websites to do it with. Stream it. But don't give them your money. We need to send a clear, clear picture to corporations like Disney. That we are absolutely not going to continue to allow you to program our children for your disgustingly dark purposes. Protect your children. Get them away from these programs that are actively grooming them, right? It is your job as a parent to mitigate risk, if nothing else, right? Protect them, house them, feed them, mitigate risk. If you have children and you decide to maintain a Disney Plus subscription after finding this out, you got some soul searching to do, or you're just a complete optimist, who who does not live in a real world where more than 10% of young girls, 10% of girls in their lifetime will be assaulted. And 94% of the time they will know the person that did it. That is a disgusting reality. And again, I wish they could have this theme and I wish they could push this all they want and not have it have a negative outcome and not have it be based in the fact that there's a very high likelihood that your child will go through something and now think that it is acceptable to maintain that secrecy from you, right? And that's what you have to understand about programming, right? That's what you have to understand about the the, the way that you, if it is nothing else, you take a young baby and that baby goes from having a blank slate, right? Just think of it like, a, if you think of it from like a programming perspective, I don't know how to program, so maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but but if you look at it from that perspective, you have to teach that child how to operate in this world, right? You got to put all of the all of the zeros and the ones in there so that they know not to touch a hot fire, right? And some of that programming is built in, but some of it can be manipulated. And it's not the ones that are completely built in that they're trying to manipulate. It's the ones that are susceptible to impression. It's the ones that are like, "Hey, they're family, right? They're cool, they're hip. It's your uncle, not your dad or your mom, right? Tell them your secrets about the boy you like. Tell them the secrets about the the clothes your parents don't like you to wear. Tell them like, and again, this is not with the ants. It's not even even playing field. It's not even like this was stumbled upon. And that's how you know. That is how you know that this was intentional. Is that it's not a consistent theme." for men and women, it is specifically uncles, specifically male mentor type figures that are being called out and utilized as a way to groom your children within these TV shows, right? And I can look at uh, several of those and know that some of them were something that my daughter was consuming and something that I consumed when I was growing up, right? Something that probably you consumed when you were growing up. And this is not even getting into the movies not even getting into the movies, right? And we already have a very long list, right? And when you continue that out, you find more and more and more, right? Like chat GPT said, 30 to 40% of them. So what are you going to do with that information? You're going to leave here, forget about it, allow your child to watch some stupid ass show that's going to program them, program them to keep secrets from you, to believe that pronouns are a real thing? To think that men can have periods as long as they're wearing a trans shirt like in Baymax? Is that what you want for your child? Or are you going to take the, I don't know, three steps right now to do so? Right? And let's see. Maybe I can do it right here. Let's let's see if I can do it. Um, I'm going to log into Disney right now. It's going to take me a sec. Give me a sec here. Let's get this computer over here. My daughter's going to be happy about this. Let's log into Disney right now. I'll walk you through the steps. We're going to go to Disney plus.com. All right, DisneyPlus.com. plus.com. All you got to do, man, follow me along here. DisneyPlus.com. If you have children, let's make this fun. Log in. I'm going to put in my username. Let's see how we do it. How hard do they make it? We're going to go to, I assume, go and click on your profile, go to account. And at the very bottom, there is a delete account button. Two steps. Log into Disney, press account. Third step, press delete account. If you want to delete your Disney Plus account, you must cancel your subscription first or you will continue to be charged. Deleting your Disney Plus account will delete your email address, first and last name, and profile. It will also anonymize all other Disney Plus account information so it is no longer associated with your email. You will also be unsubscribed from all marketing campaigns. Uh, If your Disney Plus subscription is billed by a third party, you proceed through the requested Disney Plus account deletion. Then you will immediately lose access. Look at this. They sent something to my email. They will give me a three digit code. Go log into my email. Let's get that one time code. There it is. Six zero five six and then some other number. Not sure why I wouldn't care to tell you that. I'm not sure you're trying to get into my Disney Plus subscription, and even if you are, have fun. Um 60516. And delete. Just like that, folks. Three steps. Log into your account, click account, press delete. That's it. And you're done. I hope you followed me along there. All right. Now, on that note, do what's right for you. Do what's right for your family. And damn it, do what is right for your children because nobody else is going to. In fact, almost everybody who is on the other side of that has your best, the best interest of your child not in mind whether it's a corporation, whether it's the government, whether it's a corporate entity, whatever it is, you are the only person who's going to take that seriously. And your child's going to either grow from it or suffer from it. So on that note, man, I got to take a breath after that one. That pisses me off. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it so much. I hope I hope, hope, hope that you got something from that today. Going to be starting our first round of interviews over the next couple weeks. And I am excited. If you know somebody uh, that should be interviewed, be happy to hear from them. Um, Please connect us. If it is you yourself, you have a great story, whatever it is, reach out. Reach out on social media. It's the Austin J. Adams basically everywhere on Instagram, uh, on Truth Social, on my just-started-new Twitter, which I got like nobody that follows me on yet. So head over to Twitter, follow me, the Austin J Adams um, backup account, and the podcast account is the Adams Archive. Uh, go head over to AustinAdams.substack.com, sign up for the Substack. You'll get all of the articles, links, videos, podcasts, video podcasts, all of it to your email along with weekly emails about the topics that we're discussing in full length detail. And that's what I got. All right. Hit subscribe, leave a five-star review. And I love you, have a great week.